Hey guys, if you are wanting to start your own podcast and you want a super easy way to do it, I highly recommend Anchor. So you can download the free Anchor app. You can either go to anchor.fm or just search on your phone for Anchor app. And the reason that I love it is it's completely free. It's a way that you can record and piece together like different elements of your podcast, whether you're on like your phone or your computer. And then it like basically puts your podcast in all of the different places so like Apple Podcasts and Spotify and then you can make money from it so you don't have to have like any minimum amount of listeners it's basically everything that you need to make a podcast all in one place for free so you can download the free anchor app or go to anchor.fm and I hope you guys enjoy it have fun with it welcome to the spiritual rebels and misfits roundtable where we invite our fellow dreamers, thinkers, healers, lightworkers, world teachers, misfits, and rebels to join us every week at the Roundtable. Where we explore everything from love, business, life, and even things others might think are strange, like UFOs or channeling. And we have co-created this space to deepen our own personal and spiritual journeys, and we'd love to have you add your questions, your wisdom, thoughts, ideas alongside us here at the Roundtable. And we're your hosts, Ashley Bradley, intuitive business coach and mom, calling out healers and lightworkers of the world to play a bigger game and show up with their unique magic. And this is my best friend, James Fletcher. He is also a speaker, a writer, a member of the recovery community, and a queer spiritual activist. Hi, everybody. Welcome back to the roundtable. So this episode, we are calling it postpartum transformation of the body, mind and spirit. James, like what stood out to you about today? What do you think people will find interesting? Um, hopefully the rawness of it, the truth behind it. I'm hoping that women will hear a bit of themselves in it and even being friends with so many women throughout my life it was really refreshing to hear women give the lowdown on what they go go through internally spiritually mentally physically when being pregnant and having a child and i i hope that men it will resonate with them to be a better partner and friend so it was really refreshing to hear the truth a new perspective what about with you I, well i would guess that like people will have different reasons to hear about this and I think like one of the categories of body mind or spirit might resonate more with some women than others so I'll tell you that like I feel like the body and the mind is like very much the part that we dive into first and then it's more towards the end that we start to like really get into what I thought was like a really interesting conversation to look at the spiritual aspects of being pregnant of you know somebody that has had a baby and and those different changes um within your body and what it might mean for somebody like is it actually some kind of like portal for spiritual awakening does it trigger something in the woman and so um i found it really interesting just to like talk about that because i i know that i was really curious about it particularly like this last time around and i felt like i i didn't find a lot out there in terms of that there wasn't tons of information about that um so we do have two guests 
Um, there, there's Jenna and there's Laura. So I'll tell you that Laura Inslee is somebody that I knew all the way back from drama class in high school who our spiritual paths I think just really brought us back together. We have this like way of like being on the same vibration of somebody else and they come back into our lives. And so um, Laura has four different kids from the age of one to 17. So she has like really cool experiences of like giving a birth and being a mom like in her like late teen years as well as like in her thirties and like the differences between that. Um, and also I just really appreciate um, her like perspective she has a blog as well called no answers here you can find her at noanswershere.com and she does talk a lot about like life and like spirituality and being an empath and having empath kids so definitely like go and, and find her and then we had jenna as well like tell people about jenna well jenna leonard is one of my very very best friends she's one of the first people that really embraced me in recovery she touches on that lightly Jenna, with motherhood, it's really interesting that um, we went from having brunch this one Sunday afternoon and her talking about how she doesn't believe she can conceive children and really putting her heart out about that to a month later, picking me up and being like, oh my God, I'm pregnant. And to go from that and to be a recovering alcoholic and already be on a spiritual journey and have this child that you never thought that you could have, her rawness about it and her her being very candid about it. It's what I love about Jenna. And I think it was the perfect antidote for this conversation. So I think you can get a lot out of both of these women. And of course, I just love how honest you are about this whole thing. Do you feel like I like brought enough honesty this time? Is there anything that I held back? Well, when you talk about feeling like, you know, the floor of your vagina is falling out, I think you did a good <laughs> job. Did a good job, my friend. <laughs> Well, I hope you guys enjoy it. And if you want to keep having this conversation, find us on Facebook, Spiritual Rebels and Misfits group on Facebook, and we can really just hear your perspective as well. We'll see you soon on the other side. Hi. Hello. <laughs> Awkward beginning. Why do you have to start off so weird? We have to kind of it ease is. people into our weirdness, I feel like. Oh, no, no. Yeah. honey, they get the weird all up front or they should not be here. <laughs> That's right. That is true. So welcome back, you guys. We're talking about postpartum and particularly the transformation from like a body, mind, spirit perspective, because James has told me, and I'm really curious to hear like which parts have been surprising to him, that when he's had a front row seat of me having a baby and, um, basically all the weird things that happened with me and my body and my emotions and all of these other things that he found it really surprising. And yeah, I feel like not enough people talk about this. Wouldn't you agree? Like openly, like, like real talk. Yeah. You made it kind of sound like I was like totally <laughs> to like being pregnant, giving birth. Like, Oh my God, no, it was more like, <laughs> I really, really, I kind of really was pushy about this one because what happened is I wasn't around for, you know, the birth and the, well, the pregnancy and the birth of your first child, Jude. I was still mm -hmm. off, you know, recovering and getting myself back on track, but I've yeah. been, I've been around for Sage in the whole journey. And when you were pregnant with Sage, we got into a really in-depth discussion like we always do, just you and I, and I came to realize how ignorant 
I was to the whole journey that a woman goes through pregnant mm. and giving birth and afterwards. And it really yeah. opened my eyes and made me realize how I think I've, I've been surrounded by women all my life. So I've, a lot of pregnancies have happened and I was doing, and I'm sure we'll get into this, the thing that I shouldn't have been doing where I was trying to say like all these nice sweet things and like, Oh, you're just so lucky and not listening to women. And you really, mm. really opened my eyes. And, you know, my other really close friend, Jenna, who will be joining us, you know, she was pregnant at the same time as you. And, you know, it really opened my eyes to try to be there for her in a more constructive, honest way. And I don't think I even did it that, that great, but I really want to have the conversation with women to really open up and share the truth about it and not try to make it like this cute, like sweet movie. Like talk about like what you go through. Cause it's extraordinary. It's, it's a, emotional. I got to see like bits and pieces of it. And hopefully men, us men, whether you're a husband or a gay best friend or somewhere in between to be more supportive and understanding and really be like on a woman's team when she's going through this journey. So that's that. Yeah. I think that it, I think I had a different level of awareness for it, like the other, the second time around. And I think I was actually, I think what started the conversation is that when everyone was like, oh my God, your baby's coming. Like, are you so excited? Like, oh, it's coming soon. And it was always like, you always feel like you have to show up like in a very fluffy way and that you can't have a mixed amount of emotions. And I didn't realize until I had some distance from it that I think I, I totally had what some people would call the baby blues or on some level like postpartum, like depression, like after Jude. And um, it came very unexpectedly. I had a lot of postpartum anxiety and thinking and like knowing that that was coming again, like was kind of fucking terrifying to be honest, because I was just like, Oh my God, like, how am I going to do this again with like another kid that needs me to take care of when like, honestly, I just like start to talk about it. And I feel like there's like these like emotions that start to rush back in. Like, and I felt really complicated things. And honestly, I feel like we live in a culture that wasn't accepting of a complicated answer about how I felt about having a baby. Well, yeah, so I do have questions that I wrote for you. Uh-huh, that's what I did. So since we're like jumping right into it, like, you know, and I, I really hope that all all the women, like there's thousands, but any women that are watching right now, like if you have comments that you want to like jump in and be like, oh my gosh, this is how I felt that I never got to really talk about this before, or you have questions or anything like that, like we start to have this conversation because it's kind of mind-blowing to me. My first question for you, Ms. Bradley, is realistically, like, how well do you think you were prepared for everything that was going to come with pregnancy and giving birth? Do you feel like women in your life or society in general gave you like a real clue of what was going to go down? Or was it kind of not spoken about in a real honest way? Yeah, I feel like the birth part yes like if anything i feel like i like over prepared for that with all the, like the hypno babies and the hypno birthing and like i prepared like listening to daily tracks and affirmations for like literally four months because i'm like i'm not gonna be one of those moms that like is spending more time on the nursery like this is like like you train for a marathon i'm gonna fucking like train my mind and my body for this and so the birth part yes the postpartum part i feel 
like so many things changed in the dynamic between like my Bob and I, like my husband and I changed so much and that no one was talking about it that I really honestly felt like, wow, like this is like a thing that I'm having a really hard time with. Like I must be doing something wrong or showing up wrong because I, I don't feel like it's, it was, something that I had heard about. And um, honestly, it's, I almost feel like a little afraid to like scare women or project my experience onto them and tell them like, oh girl, like watch out for this. Cause I don't want to be that person either. I don't want to assume that just because I found it challenging that the same thing's going to happen to them and have it be like a self-fulfilling prophecy. So honestly, I feel like a little torn on like, how, how do we have that balance, you know? Well, maybe when Jenna comes on, we can, you know, talk about like what, really needs to be discussed beforehand, you know, because I think you're in this place where you're like, oh, I don't want to trip anyone out. But, you know, Jenna, whose you know, son turns one today, maybe she can give us more clear, like, fuck, I wish someone would have talked about this or fuck, I wish someone would have said this. But just real quick, just so everyone knows, you want to tell everyone your, how you gave birth? How I gave birth? Yeah. You're asking that in like a really weird way. So I'm well, just like, what I, are you? <laughs> so you gave natural childbirth. I didn't know how to get around to that, right? Yes. Yeah. So twice without an epidural. And it's funny because I'm in like mom's like workout groups and like people almost get like a little bit weird as if you're going to like think that that's for everyone. And I was like, girl, like I do not fucking care if you want to have all the drugs in the world, like you do it your way. Like that was my way. But I feel like sometimes people get um, weird as if I'm going to get preachy when I really like, I don't care. I feel like everyone has their own ways and styles, but yeah, like I was really super interested. Um, I think because of like my coaching background and we talk about the power of the mind, I think I was like really kind of curious to like test that and like really see like, do affirmations work? Like, can this really like work for me? And I think that it gave me like a very like real kind of physical, tangible experience to test that in. So I think for me, that was like the real draw, especially the second time around. Like, I'm like, oh, like, and it was like a three hour, like, from beginning to end experience it was really fast it was so it was like a little too fast but yeah it was crazy but um yeah your sister called me when i was going to the or she called kai her 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 boyfriend when we were going to the gym and by the time i came out of the gym he had given birth to sage and i was like what the fuck (laughs) i i bring that up because you had just said that you were prepared for like the birth aspect of it and i am wondering how much of that is because you did natural child childbirth that you really had to educate yourself and how much it was other women really prepared you for the truth of giving birth and then on the other side how much are women talking about what comes afterwards and i think yeah the the real like gray zone right now is women don't prepare women for what comes afterwards and you yourself even are saying like i don't want to scare anyone or i don't want to put that experience on anyone but i think we we really need to get at least I need you to get more honest about it because it really tripped me the fuck out, the emotional and physical things that you endured after both births. Yeah, actually more so even the first time because I really didn't know (laughs) what to expect. And I feel like going from zero to one kid is like, it's almost traumatic in some ways. Like, honestly, like I like, I almost like respond to it in my body that it almost kind of felt like 
traumatic because it like rocked my life so much, um, which I feel like it might be weird to say, but it's not like when I, in my experience. Um, so I feel like I was prepared for the birth experience because I chose to like say, commit right to the hypno babies thing and do it. But honestly, the reason that I did that is because I was really clear how much our beliefs and how much like fear is injected into our culture. So actually the whole birth experience in general is very infused in fear. And so, um, and that's, I think my intention as well as I'm like, I don't want to infuse the postpartum experience in fear. Like I want to talk about it in a real way and, and, like have a woman feel like a sense of empowerment around it or sort of um, that's, I think the rub with it for me, but yeah, for the most part, people want to tell you they're like nightmare stories of like, Oh my God, this happened to my friend. Like, and you know what this, my birth was 27 hours um, and I pooped and like, it was <laughs> freaky. It was the word I thought I was going to die. Like literally like you hear those stories. And so I was kind of like, okay, I know this is sort of like how birth is talked about and dealt with in our culture. So I'm gonna like basically prepare myself, you know, body, mind and spirit to like really be okay with all of that and and like not take it on his mind. So here's where I really, I kind of want to dig and I definitely want to dig with Jenna a little bit on this. Like things that people, said and did afterwards when you were experiencing some of like the psych psychological changes, the emotional changes, the spiritual changes, the physical changes of yeah. giving birth. Some of the things that people would say and do, because we had this conversation, trying to be supportive that really mm -hmm. fucking made you feel not heard. Um, so especially in like the first months, like I remember like specific like moments of it, of like my in-laws family members or like going to yoga for the first time. And it's like, I think even those that are mothers that have older kids almost have a bit of amnesia to the experience that they could like, they block out like the hard parts of it. But like, it is such a mixed bag of emotions of these like extreme highs and like lowest lows that you've ever experienced within like, an out the same hour of your life that it like feels like when people um are looking like when when they're like oh my gosh like you just must be like so in love with your baby like this just must be the most joyous time for you right now like and it's like i remember like people saying that to me and i felt like i was like holding back these tears because it's like yes and it's really complicated and I'm like so exhausted and I don't really, you know what I mean? Like it's, it's such a, um, you don't, I didn't know how to put words to it and I didn't really feel, I felt like I would look ungrateful for having my baby at like a beautiful, healthy child. And I almost had like these fears that they would think I wasn't grateful if I were to dare like share what else I was feeling in that moment. And then the times I tried, people really pulled back or almost were like, yeah, but it's, it goes by so fast, but yeah, but they're only little once. And it like, it really felt like so glossed over that like I wasn't allowed to be there. Or there was something wrong for me for being there. And um, honestly, I found that really hard. Like I, especially cause I like, I do try to show up that way for other people that like, I was like really facing like a harsh reality that a, a lot of us culturally like don't know how to like hold that space for someone else to feel like really big things. 
Well, what it really opened my eyes to is we're taught a script pretty much society wise about when a woman has given birth and we go to visit mm -hmm. or we try to be on the yeah. phone with them and we're like, oh my God, you're so blessed and it's so beautiful. And if they bring up any kind of complaint, we're like, oh my God, but you're just so lucky. And oh my gosh, you'll get through this. And you know, you and I had a conversation and from what I got, like it pretty much made you want to fucking scream sometimes or cry. And you know, even after you gave birth to Sage, you know, I caught yeah. myself saying some of that shit to you. I was like, oh fuck. I'm like, I'm doing it to her. She's already told me about that. So as much as you're willing to get honest, talk a little bit about, and again, only as much as you want to get honest, like the dark nights right after giving birth, some of that like crazy thinking, the dark thinking, and you're not putting it on anyone else, just like for anyone that may be feeling it or has felt it to know, like they're kind of mm -hmm. not alone in the situation. Yeah. Um, I want to pull in Jenna soon, and I think okay. she's, she, she like disappeared for a moment from the waiting room, but it gives us time to bring okay. her back in. But um I feel like, especially like when your body is like, it's like healing and there's like all of these hormones that are happening and like all of these other big things going on and you're sleep deprived, like, honestly, it's like really hard to like have a partner who's not, does not produce like food for the baby. Like if you're choosing, I pressed <laughs> And so there's so many times where like, I just feel like I was like the worst version of myself because I could barely hold it together and I was just like I just remember like at some points like just crying and being like I'm so tired like I I can't anymore like and just like having a lot of those moments and feeling just like pissed like at my husband and like just feeling like I wish that it could be different or that like even though it doesn't make sense logically like it just felt so unfair that it like I had to like take the brunt of it and then like at times take care of this like other kid and it's like I don't know like I don't even know how to describe it it kind of feels like a fog now but it felt like I remember the first time too just having moments of crying but not even understanding why I was crying and Bob would be like are you okay I'm like no I don't know what's wrong like and I I can't explain it I'm, I just I'm not okay right now and it was weird I've never I've never experienced that before. See, but when you say like, you feel like, you know, it's like not logical or something like that. I like, I, you know, I'll go off on a whole tangent about women giving birth and how like it trips me out. And I think like I bow down to women. It's crazy. But I think that men <laughs> don't Let's really. Let's call Jenna, by the way. Can Is she back? Okay. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Jeez. She scared me. I was in the middle will of saying. Will you introduce Jenna? It seems like it's, um. I just see a black screen. I, I, I thought maybe I was. Is Jenna trying to be like dramatic with her entrance? She might be. That'd be awesome. Oh, let me try. Let me try again. I think maybe it froze. Oh, oh, oh! I don't know. Oh. Maybe she'll be back. <laughs> she'll come back. So, what were you gonna say that you don't think it's weird? You weren't surprised. Before I was so rudely interrupted. Uh, no, like the, you know, like the whole, like carrying life within you, growing life within you and carrying life within you and then to expel that life from you and then to produce food for that. Like it, I don't think men give women enough credit for that shit. And maybe mm. it's just because I have had the privilege of being around so many women that have been pregnant, being there 
for women uh, during like the pregnancy, waiting in the hospital room, like that. I just I'm tripped out by it. I am in awe of it. So I don't think it's uh, like unlogical of you to be like, God, I wish that men would have to experience some of this because I can only imagine. Like, yeah, I'm gonna try to pull in Jenna, and then um, we'll see. I, I like Lamont's question. Okay. Um, and Jenna, if you're having, oh. oh, there, it's working. Hi. Can you hear us, Jenna? I don't think she can. Jenna, Jenna hello. <laughs> Jenna, can you hear us? Jenna, can yeah. you see me? Jenna, can you hear me? <laughs> I'm going to take it. She might not know she's live, so I'm going to wait until she could say that she hears us. <laughs> Do you want to go over Lamont's question while we try to make Yeah. Look, Lamont was asking, um, he said, do I, do I think that other women feel the same way about not wanting to put their experience on other people that that might be a factor in them not sharing. I think that I do because I think that, um, well, I feel like some people have no problem like projecting their fear stories on other people. Uh, and I think that, that I do think that some might feel like um, either they feel shame around it, like as if they haven't heard it be talked about. So um, they're carrying shame and feeling like their experience is something that isn't acceptable to share and so they they hold we tend to hold back parts of ourselves that we feel are going to like elicit judgment from others like about how good of a mom we are a person that we are and i think the other part of it is that like if women didn't feel kind of like maybe empowered by it like you know how we've been talking about the sense of like how having a period culturally has been like oh it's it sucks it just has negative things like but now like actually reframing it from a matriarchal culture and being like you know what like there's some fucking gifts and like spiritual awakenings that can happen in that period and all that chaos is gonna like open you to like new levels of intuition like maybe we just need more people sort of reframing that experience for women to um I think really just have a different narrative in our culture, you know? I, I well, with the period thing and maybe Jenna, I'm trying to pull you in again, girl. I haven't given up. Jenna. <laughs> hi. Oh my gosh. Is it working? Yes. <laughs> hi. <laughs> I'm literally standing by the router in a closet. Because <laughs> 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 it kept saying like connect to ethernet. I'm like, that doesn't exist anymore. So. <laughs> I'm here Hello, beautiful. Hi. So, do you want to introduce hi. Jenna to everyone that's watching or watches this or listens to it later? Uh, God, I always feel so weird introducing people. Like I'm like bringing them on stage to get an award, but like Jenna is one of my best friends. She's just amazing beautiful sensitive kind uh, i might just like talk about what people do for their jobs because i don't find that very no no but, uh, yeah. <laughs> uh jenna uh, like i said earlier it's her son's her her first son's one year today so happy birthday on that uh she just gave birth a year ago obviously and she really enlightened me as you did on the journey of being pregnant and the afterwards and the shit that no one's talking about and the feelings that women kind of have to hold inside because it's not understand by society that there's a mixed bag of emotions. Let's, I want to 
Yes, totally. And I want to get Jenna's perspective on like the complicated emotions, like the things that you're like not expecting to feel and like you didn't even know that it like existed that way. So it's like really hard to like <laughs> go through an experience. Like what did you, was, did you have a different version of that? Is it just me that experienced that? No, it was super complex. Um, I think you and I had the reverse experiences where, where I was not um, prepared at all for childbirth. I didn't even read a book on it. I was like, people have been doing this for a million years. Um, I also though was, um, not also, I um, was like, oh, give me the epidural right away. I was like, if it's like Tylenol. If I have a headache, I'm gonna take Tylenol. So for me, I was like, if an yeah. epidural is there, I'll do that. Um, but what I was, or what I thought I was prepared for was postpartum because I, you know, I'm a recovering alcoholic. Oh, my father-in-law and my son are behind me. Um, <laughs> as I'm talking about this, um, yeah, I, you know, I, I had all kind of the signs for postpartum before, you, you know, again, being sober, I had a history of depression when I was a teen, um, I was ambiguous about having a kid. And so I was very, like, very geared up for, okay, postpartum is probably gonna happen to me. So I watched religiously for the signs um, and I thought I was prepared for it. And it, it came unexpectedly. I think I, you know, I overcompensated in the beginning. I, I you know, I gave birth and then I, I just overcompensated. I was always like, am I depressed? Am I depressed? And I spent so much time like wondering if I was depressed and you know cleaning the house and making everything look perfect um, that when it finally did hit me, which was like almost exactly at three months, it came out of nowhere. And I, it was Aww. like just being hit by a train. Mm -hmm. um, but that was my experience. Again, like what you said, Ashley, like everyone has a different experience and it's not that I don't wanna put it on other people. Um, I think it's just as women, we, we want to be kind and we, we don't want, you know, we always, we want to be nice and like, <laughs> but um, unfortunately that was my experience. I, I can tell you, I remember the day I was driving. It had been three months. I had Bodie in the back seat in his um, car seat, screaming his head off, of course, because that's what they do for the first six months. They just cry. And I just, this black cloud came over me and I didn't know what to do. I, I didn't know what I was going to do. I just started bawling and I immediately called my mom. She's always been kind of my saving grace. So I immediately called her and was like, this is what I'm going through. I was like, I don't think I'm gonna harm him or myself, but like I need to get him home and put him in a safe place. And I need to like be in the fetal position for a while. Wow. And that, and that didn't hit me really until three months. Like. But yeah, like being a mom and coming into motherhood was a total like, total roller coaster, for sure. Well, that's so weird. The thing is like in our culture, it's like weird that it's like only three months that they give us to like be off work and that like your story, you're saying, well, that's when it actually set in for me was like right at this like three month mark. And yeah. I almost wonder if it's because it was like the knowing that you had to like do all of this stuff that is like very like, all encompassing like on many levels like as as a mother and then also like go back to like the rest of life and work because that's sort of when we're supposed to be back to that like I wonder almost if that had anything to like do like did you did you feel that or you think it was just like unrelated 
Um, I think there were a ton, a ton of things going on for me. I actually was blessed enough to go back to work after five months. Um, for anyone else, that would have been a blessing. For me, I was probably ready to go back to work after 12 weeks. Mm-hmm. Because I, I think, too, is like, you know, yeah. being, I, I was used to being busy. I was used to being, like, absorbed in work. So being with a newborn was, you know, I, I think we're all ingrained to be self-absorbed. Or maybe I'm saying that, putting that on other people. <laughs> I'm just completely self-absorbed. So, like, to go from living your own life, whether, you know, I go to the gym in the morning and I get Starbucks at two. Those things aren't, those things don't exist for you anymore. Like you are solely responsible for another human being. Um, that was just a big life change. So yeah. I, I think I was in the boat where I should have gone back to work sooner, to be honest. She was I ready. Kind of, she I was actually, ready. was ready. <laughs> well, cause I think it's like probably so different depending on the mom, because I mean, I think it was different for me with both kids cause I already had my business. So it didn't really feel like I had to do anything I didn't feel ready for, but like, I did feel like I was like getting back to a part of me, like having adult conversations. Cause I do feel like sometimes you like stay so much inside and you like, you know, you don't take the newborn places cause you don't want them to get sick that you just feel yeah. kind of isolated. And so I do actually feel like I remember that being like, wow, like I have this part of me back and it feels so good. So it probably depends just on the person for that. Um, yeah, and you kind of feel, I at least for me, I felt kind of like I, I lost who I was, you know, because you're just so absorbed in the baby. Um, so when I did go back, I was very relieved to, like, have a normal work life. But I remember people saying, like you said, Ashley, like, oh, aren't you so in love? Or, like, oh, was it sad to leave him? And I was like, no. Like, <laughs> you know, I adore him. He's the best thing ever. But I had a very full life before him, you know? So I didn't, you know, Bodhi didn't define me. Like, he's added to my life. And, like, he's mm. at a year old, which is so cool. Because, actually, like, at this moment, I first started having labor pains a year ago. So that's wow. kind of cool. It's very ironic. And now I'm talking about it. Um, <laughs> but... Yeah, I remember people asking me that a lot, like, oh, aren't you still in love? And I was like, oh, my God. Like, love is not the stage I'm in right now. I'm just trying to get through it right now. So, so do you feel you had – sorry to interrupt you, actually. Do you feel you had to follow that script that so you had to respond in a, in a very, like, oh, my God, kind of way for most oh, people? of course, because <laughs> I think the other underlying thing is, like, there's a huge infertility rate out there. And we all have to be hypersensitive to that, it feels like. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm sensitive to it. But so I feel like I wasn't allowed to be like, no, like, I want to be at work. I don't want to be with my kid. Like, because there's so many people that do, that struggle to have kids or, you know, there's IVF and um, so many routes that people go. And it's, you know, I, it's such a hard journey for them that I never want to be that asshole who's like, oh my God, it's such a burden having a kid. Does that make sense? Yeah. Well, yeah, but I, on the flip side, like I think that some people might need to hear that that's a thought that it's okay mm-hmm. to feel, like to think and feel, you know, to kind of go off scripts. And we only yeah. see it kind of, like as ironic in TV movies or like in comedies where it's like over the top. But if you, that's how you really feel, other women might need to know it's okay to have that thought pattern. 
because even the women that have had to go like and work especially hard to have a baby, I would think that those women might be at risk for carrying the most amount of guilt for not feeling anything but like, oh, this is amazing, like in every moment because they probably feel like that's what they're supposed to feel. That's the only thing that they're allowed to feel. And so, true. yeah, I feel, I mean, I feel like it's so complex and like at every turn we might offend somebody, but I guess, it's, um, I try to always stay away from giving advice to people, but I think like no one can really ever argue with someone's like experience. And so True. Maybe there is a way to be like, um, just share our stories more, I guess, like we're doing today. I kind of want to talk about, cause we, we talked about this from like the body, mind, spirit perspective. I want to talk about like surprising like body things postpartum <laughs> because I <laughs> there was like a commercial that like got like, I think it was supposed to play at like the Oscars or something earlier this year. Do you guys remember that? And it was like the mom like changing her like giant pads, like postpartum. And they were like, this is too graphic. Like this, this commercial can't be like viewed during this time. And it's just like, what? like so weird. But like, what was surprising for you body wise? Oh, body wise. I think um, the breastfeeding. Yeah. And the linking nipples. That's fun. Um, that's in <laughs> And how often you breastfeed. I think we all see, you know, we go, we're out in public and maybe we see a mom breastfeeding at lunch or, or whatever. But from what I remember, I don't remember someone saying like, you're breastfeeding around the clock. Like that's your job. Like even when I went back to work, it was every two hours I was going into the maternity room to pump. Like that, that to me was a big change body wise. Yeah. For sure. Yeah, I mean, even because I feel like sometimes we think about postpartum as just like these first few months after, but I do really feel like it goes like at least the first year. I don't know if you've had a different experience with it, but like Sage is like nine months and I still like literally, I feel so in it. I'm not at the same place that I was, but I still feel like I'm in sort of the journey out of all of it. And um yeah, I feel like body-wise, like I, I do feel like my body went through it more the second time because I think that I felt like my organs were falling out of my vagina this time, Sorry. and it was really, it was like really weird. I was like, I remember like thinking that like things felt weird when I was like even trying to take a poop that like there was like pressure that like I remember at one point I was like oh we're allowed to use a, a tampon and feeling like I like met resistance so I'm fucking just like giving it to you guys straight as if I'm just talking to these people right here because oh yeah I I don't want to like dance around it any anymore like it go. might not happen for everybody but if it does, that is normal. And I probably at some point will do some kind of like pelvic floor physical therapy just because I feel like my body, like I think maybe the second time around, like I just wasn't, my body wasn't toned and in shape. So yeah, like it was, I feel like that was really dramatic for me this time more than the first time. I, I think what was dramatic to me, the most painful part was the hemorrhoids. I got hemorrhoids after I gave birth. No one tells you about that. And those were super painful. Yeah. Super painful. I feel like, I think I briefly had it. Um, but I know like some other moms that have it like really bad and it ends up being something. I know my mom, sorry, mom, like she always is like, you, this is from you. Like, I, and I was like, really? 
but yeah, I feel like I, like I remember as well, like when you're in like the hospital room and this like this nurse came in and she's like, do you want me to check you for hemorrhoids? And she has this like male nursing student that looks like terrified. <laughs> he's, he's like probably like just going through his rotation and he's like in his early 20s. I was like, no, I'm, I'm good. Like, thank, thank you. <laughs> uh, I'm going to pull in Laura, by the way, because like I just saw the time right now. Laura, I'm bringing you in. And then um, Laura, did you have any weird body stuff? We're just going to like dive you right in and then, and then I'll and then I'll like introduce who you are and how I know you. <laughs> Um, weird body stuff. Um, I think honestly, so my first child I had when I was 19 and at the time my sister actually told me that her doctor said that that was the ideal age physically to have a child. So I, that was the only thing I felt really good about. Um, <laughs> the time. um and so I was pretty surprised that I had a really easy labor my first time. I think, um, I mean, like in and out of there, <laughs> not really, but um, I think it was like four hours of labor, wow. which really isn't bad for your first. Um, and my body bounced back super quickly. I think that was the most surprising thing. Um, and then... I have four kids and my youngest is one. So my oldest is almost 17 oh, and my youngest is one. So oh, I have a lot of feelings. <laughs> um, but yeah, so I think like that was the weirdest thing body wise, obviously like when you're younger, your body bounces back a little quicker um, than me being, I don't even know how old I am now, 36 um, with a one-year-old not loving the uh postpartum physical business but um yeah so that was the biggest surprise i think but as a young mom everything is a surprise so, <laughs> so laura by the way you guys like i know her from high school and i feel like we had like a drama club connection right like drama club drama, drama kids class. yeah at least drama class together because that was like my life like <laughs> and then we reconnected probably just through Facebook world like because we're like oh wow like we have like kids now we have like similar interests let's just start taking like walks at the park we had some kind of reconnection like that so um yeah like I I'm really curious for you guys because they they have this thing where they tell you that like breastfeeding like you just like lose all the weight and you almost like have these expectations that it's going to be a certain thing and that was not my experience like did you guys experience it like that or is that just like a lie that people are perpetuating to like make people breastfeed <laughs> i think with my first one it definitely helped um i had the easiest time breastfeeding I want to say on the whole with my oldest and then since then it's kind of gotten harder um and so it hasn't been super helpful because i've had to supplement so i again like for me i think age of body is kind of related to this so i don't know if that's anybody else's experience but for me I would say probably a lot of like body things, like just like I think how we like 
two people can eat the same thing and like their body responds differently. I feel like there's probably like a whole range. Um, Jenna, like you, I feel like you were so fit like before, like I remember seeing you and I looked way more pregnant than you, even though you were way more pregnant than me. Cause you're like this like tiny person. Ridic and ridiculous. It really <laughs> like I feel like Jenna's the person that's like, oh my God, I'm so pregnant. And it just looks like, you know, you ate like a big burrito or something for other people. <laughs> so I'm wondering, like, do you did you find because you were like really fit before that your body went back like easier? I would actually say that the myth of breastfeeding was true for me. It just, I think yeah, because yeah, I just think it that was the, my jam. So yeah. real, real quick, I went to the beach with Jenna like a month ago. This is annoying. It's, it's so, you are annoying. It's so fucking ridiculous. She's like in this bathing suit and I'm like staring at her. I'm like, wait, like is, is Bodie like adopted? Did you like pull like a scam on us? Like the body's just like perfect. Like no stretch marks, none of that. So she's like super annoying when it comes to bouncing. I'm not even a woman who's going to get pregnant. Like you're annoying. So <laughs> I had the opposite experience. And I just want to let people know we'll give them both, both views right here. <laughs> I was like, I feel like my stomach, especially like my stomach got really big, right? Like, I don't know why, like, but my belly just like, was humongous the second time around. But like, I feel like everything kind of just like hangs down. Like I bend over and I have like, like a, a flap that I could grab. I have a lot of stretch marks still <laughs> 10 months in. I have not lost all the baby weight almost 10 months in. I think, I think it took me well over like a year for sure with Jude and with Sage, I'm like, I maybe have like six pounds, but I wasn't like even back to my pre baby weight before I had another. So just like, if anyone's in that category, like that's totally normal as well. I would say that. Just real quick, I want to point out that in our private chats, Solange has written over here, thanks. I'm not really sure if I want to be a mom now. <laughs> I get it. <laughs> I, Solange, I kind of want to bring you in for a second to tell you how this is landing. <laughs> Solange, can you tell us like, what are your perspectives? Is this like scaring you out of motherhood? Uh, it's because you were talking about your vagina and everything was going to. I was so excited for being a mom one day, but I'm not really sure now. You don't want to sacrifice your vagina? I mean, I don't. <laughs> it just, I feel like it, it wasn't a back. sacrifice. Yeah, it's naps back, girl. <laughs> so the, the minute like, Solange heard oh, resistance, fine. resistance with the tampon, Solange just like, oh no, no, no. <laughs> I was like, which organ is my? Is that like, is that my uterus? Like, and I have heard about my grandma like having prolapse and that your vagina can like fall out, like. Yeah. <laughs> like fully and I was like oh my god no no is this what is happening like is this temp did I is this because I didn't do enough fucking kegels like what do I need to do to put this back <laughs> it's gotten better since then I feel like it's probably still could have a little like you know rehab exercise work done on it to sort of like you know get it back in all the way in there but I don't know if it, your body is like ever fully the same I do kind of want to like go on to like the spiritual well, aspects of it because i also want to be like i want to look at it all and i feel like I no one really talks about the spiritual stuff 
I kind of wanted to bring up something. Sorry to like be aggressive with this, but I kind of wanted to bring up something, especially why Jenna was still here because you and I got into this conversation last night. Mm-hmm. Actually, I'm pointing at you, like everyone can see on a podcast, that I'm pointing at you. And I remember Jenna and I had this discussion at Unity Church when we got together. You know, Jenna, you're talking about like that kind of like disconnect where you know everyone's like, "Oh my God, are you so in love?" And that, that feeling of like not so much right now. But on the flip side, I and maybe Laura, like you have some insight on this, like that overwhelming sense of love and that fear that comes in and that, oh my gosh, I have to protect this child. This child might get hurt. And that feeling that like the almost like where it's a crippling fear. And you started talking about last night, Ashley and Jen, I, you and I discussed that a little bit where like, it's all, you almost become mental with love for your child. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, I'll say my version of it and then we'll see what these ladies if they've had their own version but like it's almost as if I'm like oh my god like I didn't know it was possible to love somebody else like this much that like you almost like I had such anxiety about anything happening or I would like I would hear like a loud airplane and like literally like worst case scenario like oh my god like what if there was a war what if there's what if something terrible happens and like now there's this baby like and like literally like I my mind would go to very weird places like that a feeling like now that I have someone that I love this much these kids that I love this much like that it opened up this whole other fear in a way that I hadn't experienced it before. Um, I'll say that I was definitely more fear-based for a long time. Like everything I I was afraid of, you know, I I was afraid when I was in the shower, it was always worst case scenario that was coming up. Um, Mm -hmm. And I remember my aunt actually had said, I parented out of fear, not out of love. And, and not to say I struggle with that. Now we have a much more lovey-dovey relationship. I think once he actually started sleeping through the night, I could appreciate him. But um, before then, it, it was all fear-based, I would say. And and I kind of struggled. For me, was what does love really mean? Like, why am I not feeling these over, you know, these overwhelming emotions of love? And I heard from someone they were like love isn't a feeling, love is an action. So to me, it's kind of like, I just get to work. I just change his diaper. I just, you know, tolerate him and love him. You know, that's my way of loving him. And then, and then it came again, once he went to sleep, then it was easier for me to have those feelings. <laughs> but, but yeah, it was, I, that, that seemed to ring true for me. Like love is an action, not a feeling. And I just kind of, I worked at it. Well, Laura, you have the whole like range from <laughs> yeah. 17. Do you have any, like, has it changed in between those um, years of having children? For sure. So I think that initially, right? So my older kids, I, I was just trying to get by every day, kind of just like winging it. Um, and then between my second oldest and third I so much time went by to where I kind of had to start over again and so now I'm starting over you know I have these older kids so I had kind of a life and then I had this you know now three-year-old and I was really scared I like 
had no idea, you know, how life was going to be for her. You know, sure, I made it through with the other two. But now, like, what am I going to do now? And I think that I got more scared with the last two, which is interesting because I hear all the time, like, oh, you know, as you keep going, as you have other kids, like, eh, it gets mm-hmm. easier. And, you know, you don't worry as much. And they kind of almost get not left behind, but, you know, they're like a, an afterthought. And for me, it's almost like the opposite where, you know, I was just so scared all the time. And then when I had my son a year ago, um, he, because I was dealing with a toddler, I just didn't really know it was coming until it came. And then all of a sudden he's here and I'm just like, I love him so much, but I'm so scared for all of the other ones. Oh my God. Teenage years guys is like, don't even, it's just, it's (laughs) horrible. Like it's as horrible as they say it is. So I was, I was prepared, but also not prepared. So, so having like a teenager, like starting high school and going through all of that with also a one-year-old coming off of the hormones and like all of that is is just beyond like what you could imagine emotionally and just even physically because it all manifests with me like physically it my body was freaking out all the it still is freaking out all the time oh and really quick i want to go back to what you guys were saying about um how maybe you don't want to put on or talk about postpartum or while you're pregnant to put on, to put it to other women. For Mm -hmm. me, a lot of it was pride. I didn't talk about it because I wanted to seem strong. I wanted to seem, you know, powerful. And also my mom never used drugs when she had her three kids. So I was like, oh, then I, I don't need to use drugs. And so I didn't with all four, but each, birth situation was different. <laughs> so Jenna, some, I can hear you laughing. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> so each one was, you know, different. Some were harder than others. But um, for me, it it was more not talking about it out of pride. Mm. Um, yeah, I feel like we always want to be seen as these like very together people that like have it figured out, like at least a part of us wants to. So yeah, I could re- I could really relate to that. And I feel like there's even times where James and I have, have conversations where I feel like I'm very open and vulnerable, but then I realize that there's actually still another layer that I hold back. And then I once I catch myself on it, I'm just like, you need to like go further. Like if you're really gonna like have conversations with people, you gotta be fucking real with everybody. And so I I definitely like relate to that. Um, wow. I do wanna I wanna <laughs> talk about the spiritual stuff too though, because we're like that's like one of the most unique things that I actually don't hear people talk about as often. And we have like 10 more minutes and like, I don't want to skip that, that part of it. we talked a lot about the mind and the body. Go on, go on. <laughs> Jenna, do you, I know we told you that you would only be here for part of it. Do you want to still stay? Do you just want to write Jenna's like in a closet, <laughs> the child's back. Like she's <laughs> wedding. Is your child's birthday? Like, are are you? Did you like go into a closet at your child's birthday? Right, everyone's <laughs> celebrating without me. Uh, oh. Go celebrate with Bodie, who I called Brody earlier. Go Brody, celeb
Um, spirituality. So I found um, my own version of spirituality or faith when um, when I got sober. So I um, part of after I had him, something I really got back into was journaling in the morning, praying in the morning, and writing a grateful list. And like he's always, you know, God's on that grateful list, and Bodhi's on that grateful list, and like. I really stuck to the things that I was grateful for, um, you know, amidst the chaos that was going on. Like, I think that helped me keep as sane as I could be. I feel 95 back to who I was before. Um, but, I, but I guess, you know, you guys can attest to, you never really feel back to who you were. You're a changed person now. Yeah. I think it's like discovering who you are now. I think that like that, just like that reframe of being like, well, who am I now? What is this like new normal for me? Although I really feel like the word normal, I don't even really like like that term. But like, I think I like really had spiritual practices that like, I feel like for me, even now, as much as I want to like wake up and meditate every day, it's like last night with a nine month old with two teeth coming in, I feel like I had like a terrible night of sleep. So me getting up at 5am to do my morning routine and meditate, like, I feel like, like, honestly, there's I'm just like breastfeeding and I'm just like doing my Wayne Dyer, like chanting meditation, just like while I have a baby <laughs> that I'm feeding because I'm like, that is the, the time to do it. Or I'm like, Oh, um, and honestly, I feel like I didn't figure out during the time I could use it most that, that I had to get creative about it because I just felt like I couldn't do what I used to do. And then at some point I'd really love to like help moms find different like versions of how to, find their spiritual practice that actually is realistic for what they're experiencing with like a newborn. If it, if it centers them, you know, I feel like it's also permission just to like not have that be a focus of your life and to just like be in it and surrender to what's happening. And I think, I think surrendering in itself is like a spiritual practice of just like not trying to resist what's going on, but just like bring yourself back to it. Like, I think that that's probably in many ways, like one of the reasons why it is like, is such a spiritual experience because you, once you go through that, if the more that you are able to surrender to it, I feel like you can't help but like let other things in life not be as big of a deal. You know what I mean? You're just like, cause if you get through that and you're like, okay, then I feel like in some ways you're just like, oh, well, that's fine. Right? <laughs> <laughs> It's so funny that you say that because in high school, there was this girl who, when we were in freshman year, I think she was a sophomore and she ended up having a baby. And I remember like sitting, trying to like do my Latin homework real quick, like finish it up to hand in the next period. And this girl, she came in like through the hall with her baby and she was like showing actually McGinnis the baby and like all these other people. And I was like, ah, oh, it's a baby. That's the miracle of life. What's that compared to Latin homework? Like I just didn't even finish the homework. I was like, I saw a baby. Like that's amazing. Had I known foreshadowing, like <laughs> that's, that's where we are now. Well, you know what it's all about now, girl. You got all <laughs> kinds of symbolism for what it's like. Jenna, Ashley, can we release Jenna? It's it's Bodhi's yeah, birthday. Bye, Jenna. Oh, bye, thank Jenna. you guys. So cool. Bye, Jenna. Okay. <laughs> Sorry, I cut you off, Mar. But okay, there was that other thing that I was um, 
starting to do. Laura, do you know that I like have started to kind of access um, kind of channel channeling light, I would say, like in terms of like channeled um, writing? I don't know if I, mean, mm -mm. About I don't that. think so. I didn't think I knew that. Yeah. So um, I wanted to see like because I don't really feel like I have all the answers at times. And so my um, reaction sometimes is like, oh, let's go look at, at someone else's knowledge, what someone else has written about like spiritual experience of motherhood. And I did do some of that. And I'm like really trying to own that, like, hey, we have the ability to tap into, um, you know, ascended masters, like collective wisdom and things like that, just based on our own gifts. And so um, I was like tuning in to, to Mother Mary because I feel like of the female ascended masters, I'm like, well, her name has mother in it. That would make no sense for me to ask her what her thoughts are. And so beyond like it being like a, like a, one of the times that a woman, like a woman can really like opens herself uh, or awaken to spirituality more um, of just basically like having this like other being like fully be kind of created and, and go through your body as a portal. It was that like, if we want to be guides in the future, like for other people that we have more experiences as mothers, because it's um, a practice of being able to guide somebody else in their own life experience while still honoring who they are as a soul. And that it takes many times of being a mother um, to before where you actually do it as a, as a guide kind of in, in spirit for somebody else. And so I thought that was really interesting. So she was essentially basically communicating to me saying that like, we do it more often if we really do want to be a guide for others. So, I mean, mm. that's really, maybe your soul is really yearning for that girl. That's why you had four lifetimes. Yeah, Laura's just signing up to yeah. be a guide. Like, I am like, I'm not, I'm for sure going to be a guide. I'm making sure, I'm going to have one more. Just make sure I'm going to be a guide. So Laura, you're on I'm be promoted. Yeah. Well, you know what's interesting? So I think I started, like, I could definitely look back and think about, you know, oh, there were these signs here and there, but like really getting on this like guided path probably was after maybe when I like started talking with you again and then right before I moved to Boise and so I was listening to a lot of like podcasts and audiobooks and things like that um and recently my husband one of his clients um you know he he was talking with her and she said because she's in all of you know this space and she was saying that a lot of um babies or children now have a lot of gifts and i've actually heard that that like the kids mm -hmm. being born right now are really yeah. gifted and really intuitive and she, which is interesting because the part of it that i didn't realize she said that the women who are giving birth to these children and like holding these energetic beings which you know it's a different energy are going through these awakenings. And I was mm -hmm. like, that's so interesting. Cause that part I hadn't heard before. And I've been going through a lot of stuff recently. And I'm like, God, that makes so much sense. Mm -hmm. And, but I wonder, I mean, cause you know, you keep hearing that like, there's this whole shift right now, just anyway. Yeah. And so I wonder for the moms, you know, what kind of, beyond with all of this stuff going on like are they feeling it more Dif wonder. yeah more or like differently i do feel like um everyone always talked about like motherhood and intuition and so 
I wasn't really like doing like fucking psychic readings on the internet with Jude <laughs> as I am now, like going live. And so I felt like when I was pregnant with Sage, like it was like I, I was experiencing it differently because I had already like I had opened to my gifts during this pregnancy and that it felt really different. Um, like I think my body felt more grounded. So during meditation or during a reading, like, you know, where they, you would kind of like feel things in your body or if your energy like vibration goes really high, you like really feel like you're like buzzing and you feel it really differently in your body. Like I thought that I like was broken during pregnancy. And I was like, wow, I feel like my gifts like shut off because my body's so grounded that I'm not going to be able to access like this, like type of information. And it wasn't it that wasn't the case. I think I just felt different in my body. Um, and I actually really got turned off from channeling before I got pregnant with her. I was like, really starting to like dive into channeling. And I don't know if it was like a subconscious fear of mine, or if like spirit was kind of like, no, like, you're a sacred vessel right now. We're not inviting in other energies, like you have enough on your fucking plate, you know, that whereas <laughs> now I feel like I'm like, it's sort of like coming back again as if it was sort of put on hold. And now it's like, I'm comfortable with it. I don't, I don't know. It's like, I was like really dying to like read things like that when I was pregnant and even during this time. And I feel like that is a piece of it that like really does interest me. That's so interesting. And I, you know what, I think that makes a lot of sense because Owen just turned one and for a while I was kind of not turned off to this but just it wasn't yeah I don't know it just like wasn't around me all the time but it's coming back full force and I'm like leaning into it more and I found like people here that you know I can talk to about it with so I feel like I'm just getting back into it and maybe that is why maybe it's like well no your job right now is to do this and, mm -hmm. you know, once you kind of get to this point, now you can get back into, you know, your channeling or the spiritual side of totally what you're supposed to be doing. Because I totally unsubscribed from Gaia during that point because I was like, I'm not watching this. And then I put it back on again in the last few months because I was like hungry for all the information again. But like, I just feel like I couldn't hold all of that at the same time like I and I I in communicating with like my guides about it they kind of reframed me because I was like feeling like my path was like paused like my everything in my business is like so much about like what I'm here to do in this world and I almost feel like it's like this like sacred assignment they're like you're here to do this this is your job and I always was like feeling like, oh, it's paused right now because I'm like having this baby. And they're just like, no, this is just another piece of it. Like, don't worry, like that's going to come back in, but like one thing at a time. And so, um, and I don't know if you've experienced it different with your kids, but I mean, I named my daughter Sage. So I always like am telling people, I'm just like, yeah, she's like had more lifetimes than me. She's like, she's very different energy versus like Jude. And um, I don't know if you kind of have that sense with your kids, like of like their, the kind of like soul they are coming in, but I kind of feel that way with mine. Yeah, um, actually a hundred percent. And I, I just wrote on my blog about, you know, empath parent, and I'm going to be writing about the empath child next um, or my empath children um, because they're, they're all very different. 
but they all have something special about them. And I can see, um, you know, the wisdom and the old soul, you know, that some people say that some kids have uh, or some people have. And I'm unpacking all of it. I'm still processing all of it because again, like it's all of this stuff is, you know, coming back in and um, it's really interesting to think about, especially, you know, things that you're remembering from 15 years ago with my first and Mm -hmm. just seeing now as I'm reliving, you know, this early childhood period. So it's definitely, there's something there. James, I don't know if you have any other questions that you were like burning to ask. I will say that like, I found like more healing and forgiveness around being like a child, right? And having things that I felt hurt by that my parents did when I had the realization that many times our parents have had less lifetimes than we have. And so even though I know that that's not exactly the conversation, like, I feel like it puts some things into perspective and it like creates a little bit more space for me to like release that energy and then sort of like, you know, not have to like be triggered by things. So I think that's like a continued process to be honest that I am going through, but like it has helped with some of like my own, like kind of inner child healing or shadow work to like think about it like that. But James, do you have anything that you want us to dive into before we wrap up? Cause I know we went like a little over, like we, like we usually do, you know, once we get talking. <laughs> I mean, no, I, I, I knew that I wanted to be more of, I wanted to take more of this conversation in than speak on this. I wanted to find out how I could be more supportive of women in my life as they go through them, the, the journey of being pregnant and giving birth and, you know, being a mother afterwards. Cause I don't think men, take that into accountability enough with their yeah. interaction with important women in their life. So I just really hope that men look at it through that scope of like, it's a lot that we, we don't take into consideration and give enough credit for. So let's bring I, in Solange. Cause I see in the private set, she's like, Oh, that's so cute. I want to be a mom again. So let's see what we say. <laughs> Solange, what has you feeling differently? That you might have kids now? Oh, the love that you were saying about, how you didn't know how much you can love after having kids. So that made me change my mind a little bit <laughs> after talking about your vagina and everything. Right? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I feel like it's all worth it. And I like, I think Laura would say that as well. It's like, we, right. Like it is all worth it. And there's all this other stuff, right? Well, you have to look at it too, as this is all a learning experience, right? Like, Everything, every time your child challenges you, it's because you're learning something. Like, what can you take from it? And every single one is teaching you something different. Every experience with being pregnant or, you know, just after it's, you, you have to look at it that way. <laughs> Cause if you don't, then yeah, you won't want to be a mom. I will say the story I wanted to tell about Ashley real quick was after Ashley had Sage and we're trying to get to Unity Church together and she's running late and she's like, I know we're late, but I need my Starbucks. I need my Starbucks. And then we got locked (laughs) and I followed through under, uh, flew under the chair and I was just like standing there, like sitting there like, okay. And she looks at me with her crazy eyes and she's like, you've never seen me like this before. I was like, you're all good, chick. So Solange, 
you gotta weigh it out because that's gonna come <laughs> And I remember it with James, I was like, we're trying to go to Unity to like fucking meditate and be zen. And I like, I'm freaking out right now. I feel like I'm ruining your day. And then, and then you're like, honestly, I'm kind of glad to see this because if you didn't have this side, I would think that you were just going home and like screaming into pillows. So I'm, I'm, I'm like kind of comforted to know that this side of you exists as well. It was real good to know. <laughs> that, that type A personality got in the backseat real quick with that shit. <laughs> well, thanks you everybody. Thank you guys. Um, for joining us. We don't actually know what our topics are going to be. James and I are talking tomorrow, but like if you guys have suggestions, if you have questions, if you have comments, if you want to be a guest, like just like join our group. We have a group called Spiritual Rebels and Misfits on Facebook. You could find these episodes on Spotify. We talked about aliens mm -hmm. last week. We have a lot of like really weird shit on our podcast <laughs> that like you guys want to hear. So, uh, oh, and Laura has a site called noanswershere.com, which I love that name. <laughs> she has a blog, and it's called that, and I love it. So um, we'll put that in the comments as well. And you can yeah, Laura, we got to have you back sometime. You have, like the, you have, like, the perfect, like, podcast voice. Like, yeah, you have a really good microphone, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. No, I do not. It's, it's like, perfect. <laughs> yeah. It's, like, kind of sexy and all-knowing. I'm like, oh, Lord, get it. So we got to have her back. Well, well then I, I have to be back, obviously. <laughs> obviously. So thank you. Well, bye, everybody. Bye. Thank you. Bye. bye.